God. This is my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I am a believer and not a doubter. I am a doer and not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I am obedient to the Lord. I am mature in the Lord. And I am enthusiastic about the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know. I know that faith comes by hearing. That faith comes by hearing. And hearing by. And hearing by. The Word of God. The Word of God. Amen. Amen. Appreciate it. Go ahead and get that. Appreciate that. How our kids continue to grow in faith. I can remember teaching him in, in the third and fourth grade. Now he's over in the middle school area. But either way, uh, let me read into the hearings. If you would, turn your Bibles to Galatians. Uh, Galatians 1 and 4, and then we'll go to 4 and 4. Galatians, uh, the first chapter, verse 4, and then we go to 4 and 4. I'm getting a little old, so I got to put on some help. You know, we sometimes need help in our life. And, and so I'm at this point in my life where I need a help. Uh, but either way, uh, Galatians 1 and 4 says, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our Father and our God. Galatians 4 and 4 states, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, how you continue to watch over us and reminds us of who you are in our lives. And so as I decrease, you increase in me, O oh Father, that your word would go out and touch the hearts and touch the people that it needs to make a difference in their lives. Because it's your word, it's your spoken word, O oh Father, not mine, but yours. So we ask all these things in your son Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, please be seated, and those who are online, please prepare your heart for the word. But first, uh, Pastor, thank you uh, for giving me the opportunity to bring the word the day after Christmas. I know it probably was hard for you to give up the pulpit, but I appreciate it. The day after Christmas, prime time. But, uh, and also Minister Latham for standing in the gap for so many. Uh, and for the ministers in the congregation here and online, I appreciate your support. How you have been praying for me during this time period. And my mother-in-law who was always there beside me uh, thank you for her support, and my sons, DeAndre, Joshua, and Alex, uh, thank you for their support, and my baby daughter, Trinity, which is not so much a baby daughter anymore. Found that out yesterday on the gifts that she received. Then my lovely wife, Adrian, who is always there, supported me and reminded me what I need to do and, and being that helpmate that you need in preparing a word for God. And so we find ourselves where Paul is writing 
to the Galatians church that has been infiltrated by a group of false prophets telling the Gentile believers in the region that in order for them to be Christian that they first had to be converted to Judaism. And then they will be allowed to become Christians. And Paul went on to let them know that in this letter that it, that was not true. So my objective this morning is simple, but hope it reaches you. So I need each person here online to understand that the, the greatest of all times paid it forward or paid it in full. So that your light can shine everywhere you travel, glorifying God. Glorifying God. This time of the year, we, we, we love Christmas because we love to be with family. We love to spend time with those whom we love. We love to enjoy the company of those whom we call family. See, God planned it exactly the same way. Christmas time is about family. God sent his son Jesus to be born into this world so that he could live for us, that he could die for us, and thus make us part of his family. So I pray that in celebrating this holiday season was with fun and with family. Even better, I hope you have celebrated Christmas Day this year because God has made you part of his family. See, recently our, our, our family watched a movie, uh, Get On Up. Get On Up was that movie uh, uh, about James Brown, the leg legendary singer James Brown. It was from the beginning uh, of his time, and he was raised in poverty. And now that we know him as the legendary James Brown, the great musician that he became. But the opening moments of the movie shows him having a high-speed police chase. A high-speed police chase. And that got me to wonder, how did he get to that point? where he was being arrested and lied. So the movie goes from past to present is what we call reverse chronology. Reverse chronology is a method of storytelling whereby the plot of the movie is revealed in reverse order. And it has become a popular way of telling stories these days where it shows the dramatic event that captures your attention. And it gets you to wonder why or how did he get there? So, and also reverse chronology allows you to do flashback from past to present. So it'll go in the present, then it'll flashback to the past, then it'll go continue on that process. Reverse chronology have you wondering how or why you got there versus the standard movie where you go A, B, to C, you follow the storyline. Some of you may be using reverse chronology without knowing. You're probably thinking, how did I get up here? And so you're probably like, okay, reverse chronology, how did he get up here? 
okay? Or when you see a homeless walking in the street, or you see an addicted person on drugs or, or whatever, you wonder how did they get to that point? And that is reverse chronology. And some of us today, as Christians, believe that the beginning of the Christmas story begun when Joseph and Mary was traveling to Bethlehem. And they traveled there, and, and they, did, they didn't find any room in the inn. And so they end up being in the stable. That is where Jesus was born. And Mary gave birth to Jesus, and, he, and she put him in the manger. Some, some Bibles would say a, a trough, a feeding trough. And, and the angels appeared to the shepherds. And the, and, and, the, and the light filled the sky, letting the shepherds know that a Savior was born. A Savior was born. And, and, and we find ourselves where they was praising God by saying glory to God in the highest form. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. But for us to truly get, grasp the meaning, the true meaning in the beginning of the Christmas story, we need to do a little reverse chronology. We need to go back to the time at the end of Malachi into the beginning of Matthew. If you would, turn your Bibles, if you got a paper Bible, this doesn't work if you got that electronic version. If you go back and, and, and you, you go to the end of Malachi, and you go to the beginning of Matthew. There you, you, you should see a blank page. You, you, you should see a blank page. So reverse chronology will put us in between Malachi and Matthew. That time is called the intertestamental period. The intertestamental period. Period. Not many Christians realize what really happened between the Old and the New Testament. Usually we go from reading Malachi to straight into reading Matthew without knowing or questioning any of the developmental history that shaped the world, that shaped the language, and shaped religion. The intertestamental period covers a span of 400 years where God was silent. God did not speak a word during those 400 years. In Psalm 74 nines, it states that we are given no signs from God. No prophets are left and no one knows how long it will be. Silent years, no prophet spoke after Malachi. See, that had to be a hard time in their lives. Silent years. Some classified as dead air. Dead air is a time where there's no sound given across airwaves. It could be classified as a time of drought. And some of you may classify it as a desert experience. See, see, we have been, God created the world by what? By speaking things into existence. 
See, see, he spoke to Adam. He, he spoke to Eve. He spoke to Moses. He spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Jacob and Joseph. He spoke to the great prophets. And now we come to the end of the Old Testament. We now find ourselves in silent times in our lives. God didn't speak or say a mumbling word for 400 years. He didn't say good morning. Adrian, he didn't say how your day was. Brother Latham, he, he didn't say good night to you. He did not say a word for 400 years. But we have been educated about the power of God's spoken word. We have gained understanding about the truth of God's spoken word. We have come believe that whenever God speaks, his word have reliability. Thus said the Lord. God's spoken words have always promoted change in his people's lives. God's spoken word has promoted change in your life. See, God spoke us into being. God did almost everything by the spoken word. See, the silent years are difficult. The dark times in our life is difficult. The drought that we endure is difficult. The desert experience that we go through is difficult. Have you ever been waiting for God to speak something in your life? Anticipating God to move on your behalf, but you find yourself waiting, waiting, and waiting for a spoken word, a promise to come forward, waiting for the Savior to do something in your life, waiting for him to speak a word to move you, to rescue you, to heal you, to set you free, and to do something miraculous in your life. We have many on our prayer list that is waiting for a spoken word, a word of healing, a word of rescue, whatever it may be, they're waiting for God to speak into their lives. But is God's word, but is God still powerful when he's not saying anything? Is the silent times that you go through, is God's word still powerful in your life? See, some scholars say that God shut down the entire world for 400 years. What are we missing? What are we overlooking? What is omitted? What has been ignored? See, I, I need you to look at the actions of God during silent times. Sometimes we get wrapped around and wanting to hear God's voice and not paying attention to the actions of God. When you're in the desert experience, are you aware of the actions around you. See, Malachi leaves us with the understanding that the Jews had returned from Babylon captivity, and they were beginning to worship in small temples with no king. But the power shifted from the east to the west, and now you have Romans 
taken control. And then there you see Alexander the Great of Greece conquered Judea. He, he, he changed the political landscape of the world. See, Alexander the Great responded in peace, and he offered up to God some sacrifice. And he also gave the Jews a path to Greek citizenship. We don't even want to give the dreamers a path to the U.S. citizenship today. But yet, Alexander the Great did. He, Greek became the world trade language. It, 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 the, the Hebrew scripture was translated into Greek during that time frame. And, and so by the time you get into the gospel, so much have changed. Rome is in power. The Hebrew language is replaced by Greek and Aramaic. When I was teaching DeAndre how to drive, I was sitting in the passenger side. And I spoke how he should take a right turn and how he should take a left turn. I, I spoke how he should look in the rear view mirror and look in the passenger mirrors, but yet pay attention on what was in front of him. I spoke directions. I, I spoke those things that he needed to help him to be able to drive. I spoke those things. So do we appreciate and trust the silent times in our lives? God wants to show you the action that take place during the silent times. Romans 8 and 28 say, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. The silent times at just the right time. At just the right time, the work of God is not to be heard. At just the right time, God's work is to be seen during the silent years. God chose not to speak. You didn't put God in time out. God chose not to speak. God chose not to speak because he was orchestrating some things. He was orchestrating the peoples. He was orchestrating, orchestrating the, the politicals. He was, he was setting up events for the coming of our, our Messiah. Just the right time. Just the right time had come. The language had transitioned into Greek. They had established a political system. The Sadducees, the Pharisees. Not to say it was a error-free system, but it was a system. Even the government today is not error-free, but is a system put in place. Roadways was established where they was able to go from point A to point B, from point B to point C. And the world was ready. They had been trying all these other gods. So the world was ready. They had tried the 40 different Egyptian gods and that, those gods didn't satisfy them. They tried Baal and Baal didn't satisfy them. They, they, they tried the golden calf and the golden calf didn't satisfy them. So the world was now in sync with God. My wife, Adrian, 
uh, gave a sermon, and in, in, in part of her sermon, she talked about the, uh, the flock of birds flying in synchronization. And she went on to say that the birds followed three simple rules. Alignment, everyone moving forward. Separation, enough separation for each of them to operate. Cohesion, forming a united whole. God synced together every detail. He did the alignment, he did the separation, and he did the cohesion to usher in his plan for redemption in Christ. See, the board game of chess have many moving pieces, but ultimately you need to have patience, you need to be planning, and you got to understand the main objective. That objective is to gain territory and to check, checkmate the king. It requires you to have tactic. It requires you to have a strategic planning. And it requires for you to think moves ahead. That is what our God was doing. God was making moves in our lives. God was making choices. God was making decisions. Because... He had a significant implication for the coming of our Messiah. The silent actions of God. But he still needed a willing vessel. He still needed a willing vessel. But it came a time where when DeAndre was driving that he didn't hear spoken words. He didn't hear me giving directions. It came a time where I had to trust what I had spoke to him that would get him from point A to point B. It will allow him to be accident free. It became a point in your life during your desert experience where you didn't hear from God. But can you recall the time that he spoke into your life. That's where the Jews was at. It came a time where he did not say anything to them. So we got to trust on God's spoken word in our lives. He is moving. He is moving in our lives. And we don't even know it. He, and he has moved in our lives. And it's for that reason we need to be thankful for the silent times. We need to be thankful for the desert experiences in our lives. It is during the silent times that God moves in our lives. At just the right time had come. Just the right time had come. And so we find ourselves in Matthew all the things has been set up in place. But something was missing. A willing vessel was missing. Turn with me to, to uh, Luke. Luke, the first chapter, verse 38. Luke, the first chapter, verse 38. 
here we see that the angel appeared to, to Mary and, 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 and Mary and, and the angel was explaining to Mary how she was to be used to conceive baby Jesus. And, and, and the angel spoke all of those things into place. And, 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 and you find yourself in, in, in Luke, the first chapter, verse 38. And Mary, at that point, Mary didn't know what she was getting herself into. But she accepted the invitation. The word of God says in Luke, the first chapter, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Invitations to events are given most every day. Some invitations are accepted and others are tossed away and never to be used. Decisions about the invitation to accept and which ones to ignore have to do with the event, have to do with the peoples involved, and have to do with your desire to accept that invitation. See, we are constantly receiving invitations to engage in activity that seems like it could be beneficial to our lives and could make us feel valuable and needed. We can also be accepting some invitations that is not healthy in our lives. It can, it, we can get entangled, we can get enslaved when we accept those invitations. We can find ourselves drifting away and what God has called us to do with our lives. You know, recently, you know, I just, over the last week or two weeks, I got all these invitations. All these invitations. So Brother Grill's not here. Maybe he's online. Man, I see why you're staying busy. Man, all these invitations in the mail. You know, one talks about, hey, you need to get some insurance, not knowing that I got TRICARE. One want me to build a gingerbread. One want me to go shopping. But this is a good one. From Jesus hmm, to me. That's one that, that's, that's healthy. That's the one that I need. This one I may need during, you know, hurricane season. I, I probably need a backup generator. Then one wants me to invest the money. And one want me to spend, spend some money. All these invitations I receive, some I will use and some I will never use, will be tossed away. Remarkably, the silence will be broken by the newborn baby cry in Bethlehem. See, from the beginning of time, everything has been leading up to this moment in history. God had been preparing the world for the birth of Jesus Christ. God had been speaking for hundreds of years of the promises of a Savior to come. So let us go back to our scripture text. Galatians 1 and 4. And Galatians 4 and 4. I won't read it again. I think you already got the gist of it. 
Paul reminds the Galatians church of their position in God. Because of Christ, they are not considered outsiders, but are sons and daughters of the true and living God. See, God, who was in control of all things, knew the exact time and the precise time for the greatest of all times to be born, the goat. The greatest of all times to be born. What a wise and powerful God we have. See, this is why Paul rightly say, when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman. See, really, Paul used reverse chronology. Because if you read verse 4 and 4, and then you read verse 1 and 4, it falls in line. Verse 4 and 4 says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, who gave himself for our sins. But he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and our Father. Paul used reverse chronology to grab the attention of the Galatians church. What a dramatic scene that must have been. See, not many people can claim to be the goatest, the goat, the greatest of all time. But those who are the greatest of all times in their field can say that. And then the first person to ever be recognized or mentioned to being the greatest was Muhammad Ali, was given that name, the greatest. But his wife seen a little bit more in him. She came up with the greatest of all times, and she used that to characterize him. Some other names associated with the greatest of all times, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, LeBron James, even though they lost last night. It was a good game. You know, Tom Brady, even Nick Saban, even though I don't like Alabama, Nick Saban is associated with one of the greatest coaches of all times. The greatest of all times is also defined as tight or exceptional. The ultimate GOAT is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, Jesus Christ was tight, and he was exceptional in his actions. He was tight when he turned water into wine. He was tight when he healed at the pool. He was tight when he fed the 5,000. He was tight when he walked on water. He was tight when he healed the man that was blind. And he was exceptional when he raised Lazarus from the dead. At just the right time, God sent the greatest of all times into this world to pay it forward or to pay it in full for our sins. 
the greatest of all time, paid it forward. Paid it forward is an expression from when the beneficiary of an act of kindness does something in kind for someone else. Pay it forward. Rather than simply accepting the gift and not repaying the original good deed. Then pay it full. Pay it in full means that once a thing is paid for, you never have to pay for it again. In fact, paid in full means that once a thing is paid for, it would be foolish for you to try to pay for it again. It would be crazy for you to pay for it again. That reminds me of a time when we were stationed at Luke Air Force Base in Arizona. We, myself and Adrian was going to get some food, and, and I asked her, you know, what she wanted to eat. You know, not, nothing to say bad about women, but women sometimes take a long time to figure out what they want to eat. And I'm like, man, and I'm like, Sonics is right there. <laughs> I want to go to Sonics. It's right there. And so I pull into Sonics, and she was like, no, I want to go to Subway. And so I pull out of Sonics, and we end up going to Subway. And we got in line to order our food, and, and it was a person and a lady in front of us uh, ordering her food, and, 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 and she, you know, paid for hers, and we ordered ours, and, and we got up to the cashier, and the cashier said, your meal has been paid in full. Your, your meal was paid in full. Not just the meal that you got, but she left a little bit extra for you to get some cookies. Your meal was paid in full and it was a little bit extra left for you. Your meal has been paid in full and a little bit extra. Your sins in the past has been paid in full. The disobedient that you did has been paid in full. And he also left a little bit because he knew, he knew you were sin again. Each day that we wake up, we sin. A little bit extra was left. So we got to trust that Jesus has indeed paid in full. He paid your salvation in full. He paid when you rejected him in full. The anger that you have is paid in full. The unbelief that you had before you came to Christ has been paid in full. The alcohol abuse, the uncontrollable temper, the cheating, the stealing, has been paid in full. Your bitter spirit has been paid in full. Paid in full because the greatest of all time was born. The greatest of all times has been born. 
See, it, it, it didn't matter what your sin was when he paid it in full. It, 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 it doesn't matter how many sins you piled up in your life. It, it, it doesn't matter how guilty you may feel. It, it, it doesn't matter what you think you've done this week. It doesn't matter how many skeletons you have in the closet. All your sins have been stamped by God with one word. To tell us die. To tell us die means to pay in full. Your sins have been to tell us die. When someone has had a debt and it was paid off, the creditor will write to tell us die on the certificate of death. Of debt. Signify it's been paid in full. No matter what, God has to tell us your sins. The Old Testament sacrifices cover sins, but could never take sin away. Jesus accomplished what all of the old covenant sacrifices could not do. The birth of Jesus Christ was a promissory note that Jesus will pay in full on Calvary. Every sin you committed, he have to tell us by the greatest of all times. Take a moment to recall some sins in your life and imagine Mary not complaining. Mary not worried about being ashamed. Mary accepted the invitation to give birth. And that is the reason why we're here today. Understanding that the greatest of all times has paid in full. Fabian, the sins that you have committed have been stamped to tell us die. The sins that you will commit in the future has been stamped paid in full. Because he left a little bit extra for you. So when we look back over our life, when we do a little reverse chronology, you just didn't get there sitting in these seats this morning. Think about your life. Do a little reverse chronology and see where God has brought you from. The silent time. The desert experience that you went through. The greatest of all times has been born. The greatest of all times that paid it in full. He has stamped all our sins. We're paid in full. 
You don't need to run around here ashamed, regretting. You just need to be aware that yesterday, you need to be aware of what yesterday meant to so many. And if you realize the reason for the season, you can hold your head up high. You can straighten up your shoulders and be proud to say, I walk according to God's ways. I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm proud to say that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. That's what yesterday should mean to you. Although we love being with family and we cherish them. But I hope and I pray that you let them know the reason for the season. God has stamped your death. He has covered your sin with paid and full. It's nothing that you can do about it. All God wants you to do is glorify him today. Glorify him today. Let him know. Let him know that you appreciate him paying it in full. Let him know. Let him know that you appreciate him. Let him know that you appreciate him. That he stamped it. He stamped it. Tell us that. To tell us that. Your sin. He paid it. No matter what you do from this point forward. Realize. Realize what he done for you. And that is why. You should understand that the greatest of all time came to pay it forward, to pay it in full. And I'd be remiss. We're getting ready to go in 2022. If you got some things that has been holding you back, God has requested some things of you that you did not do or have not done as of today. Those things that has been burdening you the year of 2021 has brought some pain in our life. Has brought some suffering in our lives. Those things we need to understand going into 2020 that the greatest of all times paid it. Those things that is broken in your life, the things that need to be healed 
in your life. The things that you need to be delivered from in your life. Know that going into 2022, that God paid it for you. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, if it's someone that do not know you, if it's someone that need a relationship with you and understand what you did when you gave the invitation to Mary and Mary brought forth the son and that son took on our sins. He took on everything. If it's someone that don't know Let them realize today. And if you're online, there should be a number flashing there that you need to call. And if you're in the sanctuary, please raise your hand. God wants you to have that relationship with the greatest of all times. Because you can't pay it for you can't pay for your sins that you have committed. Only one can do that. And if you want that relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it's there for you. And if you need a church home, a pastor would love to have you part of striving for perfection ministry. Please raise your hand. If you want to learn some more about the greatest of all times, according to what the Bible tells us, how he paid it in full for us. If that is you, please call that number. Or please raise your hand. And if you can stand, I, I, I just want to say a quick prayer. If you're able to stand, please stand. Because we got to understand, going into 2022, we got to have the greatest of all times on our side. You know, we cheer for Michael Jordan, and we cheer for LeBron James, and we cheer for all those in their field who are considered the greatest of all times. But in order for the chess pieces to be moved in the right place in your life, you got to have the greatest of all times in your life so that you can move forward and sync with him, having the, the right alignment, the, the right cohesion, in the right separation from sin. God wants you to be in sync with him in 2022. So Father God, it is your people that you have called that I want to pray over and let them know that you are right beside them 
in the silent times in their life. When they feel or when they think that you're not speaking to them. That they realize that it's the silent time that you're synchronizing everything that they need to get them from day to day, from week to week, from month to month. So, Father God, as we know you that you are, the greatest of all time has already paid it in full. So we ask that we walk with our heads up high, knowing that you paid it in full. And we will continue to glorify you in all that we do in 2022. And let the church say amen, amen, and amen.